2: Hey there, it is May 5th, 2023, 5523 Cinco de Mayo. And here we are, WWE SmackDown, live from Puerto Rico. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. It's me, Alfred Kanawa, joined by Glenn Rubenstein. Tonight, Issa was on the scene. She may crash the stream, probably not, but she might. She's having the time of her life. Wrestling Homecoming for happening. Issa. Yes, Puerto Rico is lit tonight. Uh what a difference a crowd makes. Yes. I can't remember Excellent. the last crowd we heard that was this, just excited for the show. Into everything, into every everything. down to
1: the spot.
2: Yeah. It's great. It's weird for me being on the, the other side of the screen. I have to flip this. It was just yeah. it was just I just
1: couldn't. I know. You don't make a good outfit. There we go. Now we're the world is back to being normal. Yes.
2: Uh so. Before we hop into an incredibly hot SmackDown, what else is going on in the
1: world of wrestling? Well, if we're going to talk about hot, let's stay with that theme in terms of the white hot ticket sales for AEW all in when we last saw you first day of pre-sales did 36,000. And these numbers have now ballooned to about 60,000 tickets. I believe that's a $7.7 million gate as reported by Tony Twitter fingers himself so mm. today was the first day of general sales. They have sold the $60,000 uh, tickets around the past three days. So they went on presale beginning Tuesday. And now that we're on uh, Wednesday, it's Friday, it's now on general sales. So the 60,000 sales for all in yeah. obviously a great number. Uh, tripled i believe their previous record of most tickets sold for an event in terms of grand slam and this is their debut in the london market chris jericho celebrating tony khan and all in doing about sixty 000, they they've got an outside shot at the number that i think they really want to get to seventy nine thousand one hundred twenty seven, which is a summer slam number in wembley so they got a couple of months to release more tickets to start announcing matches which i don't think is going to move a Whole lot of tickets, unless it's some game changing, you know, Drew McIntyre, which we're going to talk about a little later, Goldberg maybe shows up. Maybe they'll get there, but 60,000 tickets, nothing to sneeze at, Glenn.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, this this could end up doing 70, 80, 85,000. Be shocked if it goes beyond that, but hey, who knows at this point, you know?
1: Yeah, it looks like there's 6,000 tickets left. And so that's just based on how many they're able to sell this run. So if they find that they need to open it up more and more, they can get to these record-breaking numbers if they are so inclined, if they continue to sell these tickets.
2: Yeah, I think this is going to be huge. Um, And can you really compare SummerSlam, Wembley number? I mean, when was SummerSlam?
1: SummerSlam was 1992, but adjusted for inflation, even if you adjust both numbers for inflation, I believe that uh, the Wembley show in AEW is still Mm. a higher number. And ticket sales have gone up. Yes, it's maybe not an apples-to-apples comparison, but... It is the only comparison to make in terms of pro wrestling being in Wembley Stadium. It is a historic venue that the last time it happened was in 92. And so this time, in terms of a major wrestling company going to Wembley Stadium for AEW, uh, it's proven to be a success. Yeah, and I think that, uh, look, if you
2: want to talk about 1992, I mean, that was 31 years ago. You know, we had a different monarch in charge of England. That's how long ago it was. (laughs) <laughs> that you know, now we've got a king, we had a queen back then. We that's had a queen how long England. ago it was. Raves were new in England,
1: that's were they
2: new ago. in the 90s? Raves were, yeah, well, they the started 90s? in like Manchester, but uh, KLF had a had, was was topping the pop charts? Good that's how them. long ago 1992
1: was. Who was the uh, number one, who's the sexiest man alive that year? Oh,
2: that's a good question. Well, I mean, in Great Britain, <laughs> probably different Hugh than Grant? the US. Uh, that was pre Hugh Grant, you know.
1: No, it was pre Hugh. Yeah.
2: yeah, Hugh Grant was the uh, mid nineties. Oh my god, you know who's the sexiest man alive in nineteen ninety two? Who is Nick, it? Nick no- Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Oh my god, that was a long time ago. That was a <laughs> long time ago.
1: <laughs> Nick Nolte, sexiest man alive. Who had that in the book? Big- I would have never guessed that in a million yes. years.
2: Queen was topping the charts again with Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, uh, right? Said Fred was riding high oh, on yes. the success of I'm Too Sexy, so. Different world now. You think Right Said worlds. Fred will show up and perhaps uh, play uh, Sammy Guevara out to the ring?
1: If they need to sell that last five, six thousand tickets, you got to roll out Right Said Fred. I believe that they're hiding them in their back pocket in case they hit a snag trying to sell seventy nine thousand tickets. Right Said Fred will sell you those remaining tickets. Yeah, I
2: think that could really do it. I think that could make all the difference in the world for getting uh, butts and seats, as a were.
1: I also love the pettiness from WWE uh, mentioning Wembley stadium on NXT this past Tuesday, as we remarked, and then tonight showing all the places in Europe that they've sold out on this European tour, which is nothing. This is great. You know, they've had a very successful legit sellouts everywhere in Europe because you know, maybe they're feeling the pressure a little bit and they need to control the narrative in terms of saying they are the most I believe they said the most powerful brand on the planet or something like that which you never hear much of for WWE because they don't even acknowledge any other wrestling companies. So, they never feel the need to say that we are the best in the planet. So, I think WWE is seeing these numbers and starting to make sure that they remind everybody that they are the worldwide leader.
2: Yeah. I mean, but this this is very exciting. I think this will get a lot of mileage. And that's the strategy, though. I mean, WWE, in theory, do they want to do these European tours where they go all around, or do you just want to do one big
1: shot like this and concentrate it into a huge gate? There's an argument for both. There really is. If you're AEW, you definitely want to do it the way they're doing it in terms of selling the most tickets possible. I do believe it looks like this is going to be a TV special, which they're going to have their work cut out for them in terms of competing with this Puerto Rican crowd. But having 60,000 plus inside of a building on TV is also going to look very amazing. They're also going to be a very hot crowd. We all know European crowds are as good as any. And so that's going to be a fun crowd if that's a TV crowd. And it's going to put AEW's best foot forward in that they're going to be available for more people to watch. and people. Potentially, casually watching for free, are going to see this massive crowd in this wrestling company, and they're going to say, "Wow, this is a real wrestling company." Until they go on Twitter and see how Tony Khan acts, and then they'll be like, "Oh, never mind."
2: I, I think uh, you know they'll excuse some
1: some uh, bad online behavior. I mean, Ricky Gervais
2: oh, yeah. is still huge there,
1: so <laughs> yeah, he's he's the man. Uh, how yeah. old was Ricky Gervais in 1992? Was he in his fifties or something? uh <laughs> yeah. Then then, <laughs> <laughs> how old is Ricky Gervais?
2: Uh, sixty-one years old. Okay, so he was uh, thirty
1: then. to Ricky Gervais. I believe he's a deeply funny human being who's just misunderstood sometimes. Yeah.
2: Um, needs to do something uh as good as extras because uh, we haven't mm. we haven't had anything super solid from him since then. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man. Tonight though, like this is go go places where they are hungry for yeah. wrestling.
1: That's what tonight proves. You know. Yeah, and WWE's doing that. I mean, they're going to go to the O2 arena you know, for mm-hmm. money in the bank and whatnot. And that's just going to be a change in terms of having a pay-per-view overseas. But they really need to do this more. When AEW goes to Canada, same thing. I love when they go to these new territories. Oh, I mean, remember
2: AEW for a long time just kept running the same markets. I mean, they weren't even going all over the U.S. They didn't go to California
1: until this year. Yeah, yeah. It was years before they came out even to the west coast let alone okay they're in vegas so years before they came out to california California. northern california
0: specifically
2: uh but it's crazy so what else is uh going on the news before we get into this exceptionally
1: hot show fuego yes tonight Fuego show our last news story before we get into this and after this i'm gonna go get my charger so nobody be alarmed but drew mcintyre might not be in the good graces of wwe (gasps) looks like true there's a good chance According to a friend of the show, I say that facetiously, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter is saying that it's a good chance that Drew McIntyre exits WWE at the end of his contract. We only know when that is. You know, contracts are always a thing in wrestling. There was a quote-unquote health issue on April 7th with Drew McIntyre, but he has not been seen since WrestleMania, and uh, it looks like there's a contract dispute between Drew McIntyre and WWE. He was a red-hot babyface, looked to be taking over as a number one guy as a babyface in 2020 before. That year was cursed, and Drew McIntyre's career followed suit. He lost one time after another to Bobby Lashley. For anybody thinking of Cody Rhodes getting squashed by Brock Lesnar or WWE overthinking Cody Rhodes, look at Drew McIntyre in terms of what can happen when you overthink a babyface, no matter how hot they are. And I do not blame Drew McIntyre one bit for wanting to leave. And if Cody Rhodes loses to Brock Lesnar this weekend I think Cody Rhodes should start thinking about going back to AEW which he inevitably will but uh, Drew McIntyre looking uh, like a name to watch in terms of AEW potentially landing him it would be very 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 interesting if Drew McIntyre's contract somehow in some universe was able to expire he was able to force himself out before all in because Drew McIntyre mm. in London as a big splash I mean that that'd be a big deal
2: no absolutely uh, no, I, I'm excited for what he does next. I think in WWE, it's a very tough position to be in where you're the like guy below the guy. And you're just in this constant position of being given opportunities that you're not allowed to really capitalize on. And uh, I mean, he did win the championship at WrestleMania. But since then, it's um, kind of just been a, a superstar in waiting. It's a very, very weird spot and i can't imagine it's one that he's happy with and right now clearly look roman's got things locked down on smackdown i think uh cody's gonna have things locked down on raw and uh yeah you know gotta suck kind of knowing that the hard, the highest you can rise is going to be to a position to lose to the champ it's got to be really tough you know it's in between two right it's like you're too big for the ic or u.s title but you're not seen as the guy for the main championship
1: Right. And I mean, it helps that they added this third championship, this world championship. I know Drew McIntyre was on the short list of potentially winning this, but I wouldn't blame anybody for being a little frustrated in terms of the world title is going to be another albatross. Roman Reigns, I don't think is losing this title anytime soon. So if you're on SmackDown, there's only so high you can go. If you're in WWE, there's only so high you can go. Uh, It'd be nice if Drew McIntyre won that world title, but he just seems like one of those guys who he does need a change of scenery. He needs to go somewhere else where he comes off as a major star. And I think Drew McIntyre and AEW, not only a full complement of new opponents, but he would come off as a major, major star there. And yeah. in ways that he hasn't come off uh, since being, I would say, since uh, pre pandemic. Um, I mean, look, they created that new belt for Cody Rhodes specifically. We'll see. I mean, Seth Rollins, according to Las Vegas, is a big favorite to win this belt. Uh, there are some arguments in terms of people thinking that Cody Rhodes needs to pay his dues and have adversity that Cody Rhodes should beat Roman Reigns. And that's all well and good, but you can win that title and then maybe merge the titles next year at WrestleMania or have some story where he beats Roman Reigns. I think that title will matter the most if it's on Cody Rhodes, though.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be him or Seth or him and AJ in the finals. Although I think AJ is probably being built for rebuilt for Roman, not that he needs much
1: of a build. Yeah, and I think AJ and Roman, if done correctly, is going to be a great match. Nobody's going to buy AJ Styles beating Roman Reigns, which that's is part of the, the problem. problem. Yeah, that's, that's exactly going right that's back the to them. Just like Cesaro and Daniel Bryan when he was around and Kevin Owens. It was never really that guy who could have beat Roman Reigns until WrestleMania. And now that that hasn't happened that's going to be an even stronger feeling like who that if they didn't take the belt off this guy at wrestlemania who the hell is going to beat him and th- there's nobody on this roster right now i think who's going to be believable to beat ramon reigns until the next time cody rose gets in the ring with him.
2: well okay so the believability by the way it's not the opponent that's not believable mm-hmm. the your your inability to suspend disbelief is looking at the calendar and doing the math yes and if you're going to a thousand you don't dethrone him on a thousand and one you know right that's the problem i feel like we've got this is going to be um you know at least a four-year five-year championship reign at this point
1: god don't say that i don't think that's good, the good think news is we're almost off. three
2: years we're almost three years into it though
1: yeah okay is it almost three years yeah, yeah thousand days would thousand days would be almost three. yeah but I just don't think this era is built for that. I think there's going to be a tipping point with this bloodline storyline and Roman Reigns' run. It's easy to look at how hot this storyline, and it is cooling off, but how hot still the bloodline storyline is and kind of projects forward like, oh, he could have this for years. But there will be a tipping point where people start to legitimately get sick and tired. And it'll be funny because it'll be the same thing we had with Roman Reigns as a babyface where he was a rejected Mm -hmm. babyface. We could have the same thing with Roman Reigns as a heel where it's like, yeah, you're supposed to hate heels, but it could be one of those things where I'm sick and tired of this. I don't want this guy as champion anymore. And he can get those types of reactions. He's not going to get Dominic Mysterio heat. No, no, because Dominic Mysterio heat is part of the storyline. What I'm saying is he's going to get like Roman Reigns 2015 heat as a heel Mm. where it's like, yeah, they're booing you the way they should as a heel, which you could argue is still a success, but it might manifest itself in they don't. They want this to end. They're not moving yeah, 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 you out yeah. of entertainment value. They're they're rejecting and rebelling against the product.
2: I think we've tipped, we tipped past the too long point. It's like the Homer Simpson joke where he's stepping on the rakes. Or no, it was Sideshow Bob, pardon me, in the Simpsons yeah. where he's stepping on the rakes. You know, it went from being funny to not funny to funny again, <laughs> to not funny again, to funny again. And Roman is in a, it's okay again. I think, look, you know, Cody fans, join the Sami Zayn fans in getting over your disappointment and uh strap in because uh, we got a while left on
1: this ride kumbaya i hope it's not another year i think that would be a big mistake i think whatever wwe's plans are and i do trust their creative i for the most part just because uh, Mr. Man is always going to be that wild horse yeah, out there upend everything so i like triple h's d- direction i don't love it um and i still moderately trust it but they're can be such thing as too much of a good thing and they need to decide when is it going to be time to end this bloodline storyline because we're getting closer and closer to that moment whether they know it or not is going to be the big question
2: i think it should be solo or dominic mysterio i think it should be something a little we don't see coming maybe solo betrays roman to help dominic mysterio and they form a tag team
1: I could see solo Soko. Listen, we don't know who's gonna be in this world title tournament. I could see a universe where Solo Soko is the guy who wins this world title, and you start to tell the story yeah. of who is the alpha in the bloodline. I could That's see it pro-
2: but we need the bloodline needs something new, right? So I mean the breakup seems like it's I think the breakup is gonna happen. I still think based on Sammy and Kevin getting annoyed with Riddle, based on the way the Usos have been treated in the bloodline hierarchy, I think we're gonna still see a, a flip-flop trade. Of Sammy and Kevin to SmackDown, and the Usos have to go to Raw, because the bloodlines—the bloodline breaking up—is the only bloodline story left that's interesting, at this point.
1: Yeah, but maybe that's why they need to be on one show so mm-hmm. WWE can stop relying on them, so that on Raw they can tell some different stories. You can't rely yeah. on a champion who's here once every month. He's about to celebrate a thousand days off before he celebrates a thousand days mm. as champion. And so Roman Reigns, right, to be fair, he worked thing. like thirty of those days. I understand. Roman Reigns has earned the right to do what he's doing. I will always defend your ability to be a part-timer. The best workers in the world know how to make more money with less dates. I will never denigrate somebody. It's for true. He,
2: he's the chat GPT and open he AI is. of professional <laughs> wrestling. He's figured out how to game the system. He read the Tim Ferriss, uh, the Tim Ferriss four hour work week, and yeah. he's just putting it to, to great use.
1: He's a glitch in the matrix. But at the same time, as somebody enjoying the product, There's going to be log jams if you're going to rely on that. And with SmackDown, let SmackDown be the only brand worrying about that because you can't log jam the whole company with these two brands vying for a title and a champion that's never around.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, Anything else in the news? No, nothing else in the news. Okay. Uh, So tonight, SmackDown from the island of Puerto Rico. The go-home show for Backlash also in Puerto Rico tomorrow night going to be a hot show tomorrow i can't wait i mean tonight they like that opening promo okay for like i don't want to make it of a declarative statement have somebody check me on this but this feels like the most important night uh of of uh wrestling history for spanish speaking fans of professional wrestling this was the biggest stage the spanish language has ever gotten in the culture has, has gotten in professional wrestling on a global scale we had an opening promo and face-off that was entire, almost entirely in
1: Spanish. I would say with um, like world wrestling council, and even triple mania and stuff like that. that no, could no.
2: be some but on a global, like on the biggest stage in terms of being this broadcast went out to the world. Fox.
1: Yes, yes,
2: yes. This was going to be seen by 3 million people tonight. I picked a good year to start learning Spanish is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. How far along? We should have done this podcast in Spanish.
2: Um, I am a hundred in three days is my streak on Duolingo that wow, I've been going and doing this. I'm understanding words better in song lyrics, which have been great. And in this promo tonight, I understood like every fifth word.
1: So Wow. That That's how they're going to learn English because they were singing every word to Cody Rhodes' song in Puerto yes. Rico, which I was pleasantly surprised. But yes, this opening segment was just... set the perfect tone. It was the perfect people in the opening segment because obviously the story of oh, yeah. Zelina Vega being in Puerto Rico and the LWO and all of that, I thought it was great. No, I mean, this is
2: a case of um, they just let them go out there and do their thing. And yeah, as Kevin's saying, the crowd was hot tonight. It's going to be hotter tomorrow. I mean, this was the energy you could feel tonight from the fans. And it was cool. I mean, when's the last, I mean, they were doing the, the pin count and you know those, those trace. Yeah. Um, it was, it really felt like, and I hate to say this, but when they, when they've done the Saudi shows they're they deal with some of the limitations, but I don't feel like we get the culture. And that's probably because WWE wants a little distance on some of that. But tonight felt like they really allowed the culture to shine as part of the show.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it looked just the entrances alone looked like a WrestleMania and they shot this crowd great to show you how big of a crowd this was, that they weren't just anywhere on a random Friday night. I love the entrance way and the pageantry that they had and a lot of the entrances crowd singing along. So this was a show that they knew they were somewhere different and they shot it different to show the viewer, you know, how big of a deal it was. And I thought they did a good job with that.
2: Yeah, and by the way, Montreal, where were you with the un de trois counts yeah. for the pin? My Quebec ass three counts. Yeah, the Quebecanese have let me down. <laughs> Isn't the Quebecers? Uh, Quebecois, I believe, is uh the cultural term. Much love to Quebec, but still, like, come on. You know, they let Sammy and uh Sammy got a little bit of French in, I believe, in his promo. But there was that great promo that Sammy and Kevin cut off the air completely in French that was amazing. Yeah those years ago uh but yeah this this was phenomenal tonight this opening face-off with dominic and Rhea and ray out there with the lwo yeah this had wrestlemania energy this was absolutely insane and um finn (laughs) like finn Balor probably is on the level of, of speaking spanish that i am finn looked like i'm just happy to be here. i'm just gonna smile and nod he's like
1: si sí, si sí.
2: yeah si sí. fuego wait fuego <laughs> is game fuego is fire yeah Miyamo amo finn <laughs> wait "mi Munambre, nombre uh uh como se dice yeah 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 finn finn just stood there and it was it was cool um but no this finn finn looks <laughs> Such like the third wheel tonight, but um, I love this promo. I love this face off and I love that they set up a main event where Rhea and Dominic challenged Ray or uh, pardon me, Rhea and Dominic challenged Ray. And then um, Zelina got involved for a mixed tag in the main event.
1: Yeah, this was very good because at first when this was over, I took it as it was going to be a handicap match where it was. Yeah, Dominic and Rhea versus Ray. But then it became clear that it was going to be this mixed tag. And I wouldn't have had a problem not to get ahead of ourselves in the main event. I would not have had a problem with Delina pinning Rhea here. You know, I know it's been a year since I thought we were going to get whatnot, that. But like in Puerto Rico, just because of how hot this crowd was, I was just feeling like they deserved it. They just deserve something big to happen. Yes. Um,
2: I thought that was going to happen tonight. I really thought Oh, there. Okay, so as uh, Calvin's pointing out, Finn is married to a Latina. I retract, Finn probably knows a bit more Spanish.
1: Yes, she works for uh, Fox Sports in Spanish, and I actually met her during a WrestleMania weekend. She's a very hard worker, very good at what she does.
2: Anyhow, regardless, Finn looks like Finn looks like the kid tonight. Dominic Mysterio looks like a man, goddammit. <laughs> and Finn looks like...
1: tonight. Tonight in Puerto Rico, Finn Balor was Dominic's sidekick. <laughs> Finn Balor was Dominic's Dominic. It was like Dominic yeah. was Ray, and Finn Balor was the Dominic.
2: It was insane. Um, yeah, Mike Martin saying Zelino was clearly nervous. I think all of LWO, I think that you could see that like Ray Mysterio very comfortable. And LWO was probably like, holy shit, can you believe we're getting to do this? Like you yeah. could see them marking
1: out tonight. And it was it was an awesome. I don't blame them. It's in their home country, it's the huge, massive crowd. It's the emotions of the moment probably were something that we'll never be able to understand in terms of somebody being there oh, for the first time. These are all world traveling competitors, like who are seasoned veterans, and it's still the first time that they're doing this. So you could only imagine the scale in terms of the magnitude of what that would mean to them. Yeah, and and, and this is where we—I mean—we talk
2: sometimes about representation mattering. I mean, think about all the times when you see the vignettes where it's like, oh, Seamus and Drew, or. In the UK, yeah. and we're in Ireland and Scotland, and doesn't this mean a lot? And isn't this cool? So, for them, I mean, bless more power to them. It's good. it's amazing they got to have this moment. They're having two nights of this moment.
1: Yeah, you it's know? gonna be fun two nights. They're gonna have a lot of great highlights. Yeah,
2: so I love this face off, love these promos. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about the main event, but uh, Zelina should have got the pin because I don't think she's getting it tomorrow, just a hunch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. Stranger things have happened, and the crowd would lose their
1: minds, but I don't Why aren't we getting Dominic and Ray tomorrow night? I don't know. I mean, and just based on their exchanges and how hot that was, that would have been great to get Dominic and Ray one-on-one. Why not do that? Why not just, maybe they'll do it impromptu, but I'm surprised that Dominic, they couldn't find anybody for Dominic. I mean, he was the hottest heel in wrestling on Monday. He flexed on everybody in terms of how he was booed.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're saving it for. We're not, I mean, even if they feel like they need to breathe a little bit, Never this, is, this is the place to do it, man. Yeah. You know?
1: I feel like they blew it off tonight.
2: Yeah, it's very, that. that's my one critique. Um, but then we had the OC versus the Viking Raiders.
1: Whew. The crowd I was like hot this for much. this still. Very hot. That's. I mean, this is like the first taste you got in terms of what this crowd was going to be like, in terms of them getting into everything and chanting when somebody would hit somebody. This was like, so it really made the match stand out, and it made this, I think, one of the best matches of the night. They're already two very good tag teams, but this crowd was right there with them in lockstep. It's good to see the OC back. It was funny because they kept cutting to AJ Styles, who was on commentary, yeah. and a lot of times, AJ was reacting to what the crowd was doing. He was reacting to the match. He was just like, oh, my God, these people are crazy. Like, he was reacting to the crowd instead of uh, the match, and you couldn't blame him. AJ
2: was very nervous going to Puerto Rico because he feels like he's that much closer to the edge
1: <laughs> to the Adam Copeland or the edge.
2: <laughs> Both. Uh, no, uh, sorry. Never get. never gets old to me at least. That joke. <laughs> um, But no, I think that uh, AJ was granted commentary. You, yeah. AJ is definitely being built for this Roman feud, but no, look, the OC and the Viking Raiders, listen to the reaction these teams get week in and week out and tonight this elevated them they perform this is why i mean we talked about this before this is why crowds matter man like yeah. this made them seem this this crowd's reaction to them tonight put both teams over more one i think they wrestled better because they felt like the audience cared which a lot of times they get in these weird cooldown spots um but yeah this, this tonight it was a chance for them to feel like they were you know at the top of their game and I love that and this match was really good as a result with the OC getting the win
1: yeah I love this match I mean it was a good wrestling match on its face and the crowd really helped level it up make it maybe like a whole level better than it would have been in front of a normal crowd and it's good to see AJ Styles back, but they still kind of use him in this bit player role. And this does not seem like a guy who's being heated up to win a world title or to compete in any type of major storyline. So whatever they've got planned for AJ Styles, I really need to put him out in front of people and have him talking as soon as possible.
2: Mike Martin, uh, who's putting in the work, according to that photo. Congrats, Mike, on uh, yeah, getting look at Mike in Martin. Uh, such Go. good shape there. Damn. Uh, and, and the tattoo moved sides. That's how much weight he lost. Uh, but Mike's saying this was better than the raw after mania. I was because that's a low bar. This was probably the worst raw after mania in yeah. recent memory this year. But I uh, know yeah, tonight this is a
1: different era of raw after mania. I feel like what? 2017 might've been the last great raw after mania of 2018, whatever year that Roman Reigns beat the undertaker and they went crazy. Oh him,
2: yeah. This is my that was 2018.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was the last great raw after mania. And from then on, they're just Raw's. No, if you've been watching
2: the WWE product, or if you haven't been watching it, you could literally watch WrestleMania, um, read the recap of the draft and then just skip ahead to tonight. You miss nothing yeah. in the time in between. Nothing at all. Oh, Mike martin saying DDPY. DDP yoga is amazing. Uh, if you haven't looked into it, like I do the stretching still. I'm not doing the full workouts because I have a little get triggered vertigo with inversions sometimes, but the stretching. And the breathing techniques from GDP yoga still have stayed with me. My flexibility is still there. I highly recommend that uh, if you're looking for a home exercise program. And Mike Martin's results are indicative of what you can do. And for me, every time
3: I've lost weight and done that, it's
2: really, really helped.
3: In your busy day-to-day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a 3-in-1 smart lock, 2K camera, and doorbell. That's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision 2K clear sight and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, The Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock, that's EUFY Video Lock, or visit slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill
2: um so let's talk about bianca belair coming out tonight dressing io sky ahead of their championship match for the raw women's championship tomorrow that i assume she's gonna she's gonna trade with uh Rhea that smackdown styles yeah
1: yeah this was a fine segment didn't really do much to convince me that EO has a chance it, it was interesting because now you got the english speaking promo and i felt like with people who spoke english with promos the crowd was very nice and polite but i feel like a lot of them didn't understand what was going on in english but they knew when to react so when somebody would yell or you know start to get fired up then the crowd would get fired up and they kind of kept a lot of these promos shorter, I think, than they would Which have is been on normal TV. Very smart because you don't want to have somebody going on too long in English in a space well, sp- country.
2: And I'm just going to hazard a guess that maybe half the crowd, like, I think the ratio of people that watched the weekend and week out product tonight was probably, there were probably more people that were casuals that just love wrestling in general and want to see Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny. Like, yeah. I think the ratio, and tomorrow night, probably even more so, people that don't watch weekend and week out. So it's tough for Bianca. Um, I'm worried about Bianca in the cricket wireless commercial. Why is that? Well, I hate those cricket wireless commercials. <laughs> and I'm worried this is somehow going to tarnish her shine.
1: You think she's going to be associated as the cricket wireless girl? I ju- I'm just saying, I just
2: worry. I'm just saying I worry. Remember the the, the Dolph one where it was the yeah. girl and she's like, I'm on fire. And you knew wireless spin. that was the last time a cricket commercial, I think, helped a superstar.
1: Yeah. And then they had the one with Charlotte Flair and yeah. they just show those over and over yeah. and over again. So it's good exposure Co- for and the Kofi
2: one. That could have been the curse for Kofi. That could have been why Brock beat him
1: so much. It was the cricket curse. What if there is a, we got to examine who's been on these cricket commercials because Charlotte Flair is out again and she was injured around that time. She was in those commercials. So there might be a cricket curse. Honestly,
2: I, I, you know, much like all good conspiracy theories today, I completely just made that up and pulled it out of thin air, but much like the Avril Levine uh, clone double, it, there could be some truth to it.
1: There's going to be a cricket commercial resurfacing with Sol Ruka and like all these NXT talent who keeps getting hurt. Uh, But this
2: was good. And then uh, Raquel and Liv got to come out and get involved in it. So, of course, you know, no promo goes peacefully tonight. Um, But, yeah, everyone was having a good time. And I think the crowd just didn't know exactly what to expect. I think this was a chance to get a lot of people on the show and keep building tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Because Raquel and Liv aren't going to be on the show tomorrow, are they?
2: Do they have a tag team defense? I thought they did against. uh, No, I guess they don't against damage control
1: look at the backlash because it might be um yeah
2: i can pull it up you know what's so weird about this backlash card i think that we all in our heads like auto booked this based on what we thought was happening and the actual card is decently different than what we thought it was gonna be
1: and it's it's only like seven matches so it's not gonna be that long of a card and yeah raquel in Uh, Liv Morgan are not on the card. Yes, but But Seth Rollins versus
2: Omos is, you know, the match that just makes complete sense to everyone. The public is dying to see the one that really you couldn't do backlash without it. That's going to be on the card. It's
1: not backlash without Seth Rollins versus Omos. Unexplained. Yes, but it'll be a great match tomorrow. Bianca and EO are going to have a great match. Oh, yeah, that. That's gonna be a steal the show contender for sure. I mean, EO is one of the best in the world. And if they just let her do what she does against Bianca, there's no way this is not gonna be a good match.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Uh we'll see what happens. But um then we had uh the Usos and Solo Sokoa backstage, so they're hyping up the six man.
1: Teasing that solo might turn on him.
2: Yeah. I th- the, yeah. I think, I think that's the next step. But then in Imperium versus the Street Profits, cr- again, when there was wrestling tonight, the crowd just came alive.
1: Yeah, and their entrance, too, the Street Profits doing the hands up that sometimes it'll get crowd going. It always depends in the states on how good the crowd is. But this crowd was great, obviously. So they all did it with the Street Profits and they were going, hey, hey, to the Street Profits music. So I thought it was awesome.
2: Yes. You know, Puerto Rico uh, knows how to party, much like oh, I do.
1: Doesn't rhyme, though
2: i mean california knows how to party doesn't rhyme either
1: Hello. yeah you know College, I, I, it does not but you can bend he, the words a little bit
2: here's the problem with party it's like some genius figured out party and bacardi and that's just been right like everyone just goes back to that and it just runs into the ground yeah you know it's, so if you,
1: if you invent something make it rhyme with something that's fun you know party Yes. In oh. fact, in in Spanish
2: music, uh, Spanish language music, Juego and Fuego is probably the rhyme I get most annoyed by. Because that's it's the cliche. Juego's called... game? Yeah. Like the yeah. Menudo song, Fuego, it's like, you yeah. know, I'll be the one player, you know, Juego, Fuego, Fuego. Yeah. It just And it gets used all the time. <laughs> all the time. So Party and Bacardi have definitely similarly been run into the crowd. Uh, so Street Profits won tonight. Good match, quick match. Uh Imperium, aside from Gunther. You know. There they are uh, what do we say? Uh, uh Gunther is the the JC Chazay and Justin oh, yeah. Timberlake in Imperium are the and other
1: they're, three.
2: They're, yes.
1: Or well, I thought they were both the Lance Basses, or maybe <laughs> even the Chris Kirkpatricks.
2: Yes. The rest of Imperium is all Chris Kirkpatrick's and Joey Fatones. <laughs> um but I mean Gunther we're waiting for Gunther's solo
1: album is what I'm saying yeah that's that's dropping soon that's going to be all over the streets by the end of the year
2: yeah he's working with the Neptunes Clips is going to do a guest rap on it should
1: <laughs> <laughs> just remake that first track that first JT track he should have Timbaland Timbaland come in as his producer and do I saw him dancing with his wife at his wedding he's not too bad so they could do sexy back
2: Here's the funniest thing, Alfred, and this is where our, our audience should really freak out. Somebody gave me shit. Out. They're like, oh, you're always talking about 80s movies and music? Yeah, okay, well, guess what? I'm making a 2002 reference here, and that was over 20 years ago, so you're old as well.
1: <laughs> we got to start making more <laughs> 90s references, too, because that was the best era is the 90s.
2: <sighs> Debatable. Different. Different, but still good. Um, So, Street Profits got that win, and then we heard from Cody. Yes, we did. He got... Yeah, I mean, he really, really over with this crowd tonight.
1: El Cubano, and I'd like to wish a happy Cinco de Mayo to the Cuban Cody Rhodes, who was celebrating yeah. with his brethren, his Latino brethren, and they went crazy for him. They sang his song in English, this Spanish yes. crowd, and then did the woe twice, which were the loudest woes I've heard all year, and there's a lot of competition. Let this be a reminder, this is your top babyface. I don't care what wrestling promotion you are. Nobody on this planet, especially this day and age where it's more toxic than ever, where there's social media, especially in this day and age, nobody has the answer to how to keep a baby face hot for a long time. If you get a hot baby face, that's something you're on borrowed time. People are begging for a reason to get sick of somebody in this world. Like Jay-Z said, they love you, they hate you, then they love you again. So as long as Cody Rhodes is getting these reactions, WWE needs to think about maybe advancing his storylines to where he's not facing adversity and losing maybe he's winning world championships
2: he has got to beat brock lesnar or else it's just going to be sad
1: and the language they're using they oh it could be his last stand he's going to cease to exist if he loses he's going to be the end of his story they're really using all this overblown language to tell you he even said i go to the back of the line if i lose to brock lesnar so it's i mean he's winning weird he's winning this match. i hope I don't know what to believe In, with this company anymore.
2: unless there's some weird ass surprise DQ finish. He is winning this match. He is the this way he ain't losing this match.
1: You think it's going to be like a draw DQ. I could see I Brock mean, losing by DQ.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a dumb ending, but Cody, yeah. Cody is not losing this match. Cody is not, Cody is not going to get pinned or submit is what I'm saying.
1: Yes, I certainly hope. I think Cody should beat him clean.
2: Unless, oh, and I hate this. I hate it so much when they do the, oh, he didn't tap out. He just got, went in, unconscious. Like that's, that's almost worse because it's a technicality, but it still looks like a pretty bad loss.
1: Yeah, but it is protecting a baby face and, and just kind of tapping out the act of giving up is the least baby face thing you can do. So it is one way. Yeah, it's tough.
2: Um, But it's a good promo. But yeah, he's got it. He's got to win tomorrow
1: night. Yeah, he's got to go over. Come on, let's, let's. Hurry this train up. You've got a stick of dynamite. Don't let it expire so that he could show up on dynamite one day.
2: So speaking of which, uh, explosive reaction of Shinsuke Nakamura tonight, and Karrion Cross got the best. Re- I mean this this got the best reaction of a match Karrion Cross was in in ages.
1: Oh yeah, a match the entrance still was kind of quiet, even as, as yeah. the crowd was. They kind of got into it toward the end, but I will say this might have been Karrion Cross's best match, and this is not just me being influenced by the crowd. I loved him working with Shinsuke because Karrion was doing the strong style too, and they're beating the hell out of each other, and I loved it.
2: Yeah. This this is a good feud, and it's clearly got a lot of mileage left in it. Uh, but Shinsuke looks like a huge star. I mean, he is a huge star. But again, this is where crowds matter so much, so much. Yeah, they're going uh,
1: crazy for everything Shinsuke was doing.
2: Yeah, no, what chance tonight or Thanks K? You or think they, ooh, if they were saying K, K, K,
1: that, <laughs> that's actually <essentially> funny <laughs> funnier be- or Omo- troll.
2: Omo- uh, that'd be how.
1: Oh, okay, okay, but Almost that would be a right. hilarious.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Get. Oh, man. Well, maybe not too many K's now that I think about it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just a couple K's and then you move on, Puerto Rico. Okay.
2: Um, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, this I wonder was, if that
1: was ever a thing. I never used to hear about it in terms of, because it's like the yes chant became C, but I never used to hear about people saying que in Spanish-speaking countries when the what chant was, like, at its peak in the 2000s. It's it's somehow, it's a less annoying chant to hear, or
2: it would be less annoying to hear, but it would actually be way more effective to annoy the person doing the promo. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, I thought uh, this this was great tonight. Also, Shinsuke with his hair when it's down and flying in frazzle from the back, I was like, he's starting to look a lot like Kenny Omega from the back. Really? I don't. I just before I looked up and I was like, is that no? That's Shinsuke. There's just something about the way the light caught in his hair from the back. I was like, oh,
1: yeah, under those lights, he's getting
2: Kenny Omega hair.
1: <laughs> you know, well, just the hair though. You're not saying the just whole- the hair. No, just the hair. Okay, I can see that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kenny Omega, the the best slash worst slash best again head of hair in all of professional wrestling.
1: It's got its own mind.
2: I'm still not sure what's going on with Kenny Omega's hair.
1: It changes color sometimes. Yeah, it's like, is there a perm in the front? And then
2: it goes into a spiral perm and then it straightens out? Like... Yeah. I need a map or something. Ah, uh, but no. Look, I thought this was great tonight. Shins- we're gonna be seeing a lot of Shinsuke versus Karrion Cross, and Cross um, is gonna get over. I hope Cross needs to. Speaking of Cross, needs to cut his hair. Cross, get this new again. Like I, I just look like you know a grown up Bobby Hill or the Lost Stooge. But uh, Karrion Cross with this haircut looks like a menace.
1: Yeah, much better bald stands out much more, and they're talking about how they're making it seem like he's claimed all these bodies. Like he took huh. Ray Mysterio's and it was so funny. The words they decided to use to associate, like he took Ray Mysterio's patience. It's like, who's ever been like, Oh boy, that Ray Mysterio, he sure is patient. Like that's the last word I'm thinking about with Ray Mysterio. Like he took Drew McIntyre's temperament again, like Drew McIntyre is not known for being a hothead or anything like that. So it's just a weird way of presenting all the feuds he's been in. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: so we saw a recap of the draft tonight.
1: He took Braun Strowman's love for the Democratic Party.
2: Well, is going to SmackDown, so maybe this was the blow-off tonight. I felt like this but, just started, this feud. That's
1: right, Shinsuke is going to Raw.
2: Oh, thank you for the correction, chat. Um, thank you, uh, uh, Ricky, for uh, breaking that down. But no, um, I feel like this feud built for so long. Isn't this weird that they built this for so long with Shinsuke's return and now?
1: Well, I mean, his this feud I I feel like they've only been promoting it for like the last couple of weeks. And they what just with the
2: cards and everything. Yeah, okay, okay. It just it felt like uh, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. But let's talk about the NXT card uh in the draft. They talked about all the call-ups. And then we had one of the weirdest debuts backstage in recent memory
1: something we've talked about on this podcast
2: cameron grimes who has a very unique look about him with the top hat and the vest and the exaggerated to the moon he looked at remember like when you were in junior high and like the the bad kid that would wear like you know maybe the the jean jacket and have like the weird scraggly facial hair and the the mullet Uh, would then show up for class picture day because his mom wanted him to look nice. That was Cameron Grimes tonight backstage with Adam Pierce On class picture day? (laughs) Yes, he was there for his class, but his mom wanted him to look handsome like a regular boy. So she bought him a shirt at Sears. And it was a nice shirt. He was going to wear that. He was going to comb his hair and say, uh, yes, please and thank you, sir and ma'am. And get a nice photo that she could get uh, wallet prints for and show all her friends at work.
1: It's one of those smiles where he's gritting his teeth and he's smiling against his will. But what? Wh- 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 why?
2: Why was he there? Mike Marney looks like a blue-eyed Drew Kulak. Yeah. Uh, I mean, why was he? Why was his introduction promo him out of character?
1: For That's the thing. Bro- I don't know whether it's out of character or whether WWE was just not doing continuity this week but they showed these previews of the nxt stars cameron grimes was in full on they showed highlights with, of when he the was moon. rich guy yeah, yeah so you're getting excited like oh man they're bringing this character back then they cut to cameron cross it's just a regular guy that we saw his last year in nxt and it's funny because they're getting a little meta now because he's gonna feud with baron corbin who was also a rich guy once but they the, were rich guys no around the same time no, no mention, no mention that of that. that they're just getting meta and they're just gonna have them have a but match together. dull.
2: I mean, they're yeah. just getting like, oh, hey, you were drafted. Hey, you weren't drafted. Hey, let's have a match this week. Oh, gee, am I going to have my first match next week? Like, this is this is dumb. And I, I love Cameron Grimes. I'm excited for Cameron Grimes to get called up. But don't show me this video that makes it seem like he's... Because if this is his new character, I mean, what's he? Eddie Haskell? I mean, what's, what's he doing? What's what's his new character? There is We saw no character tonight from Cameron no,
1: Grimes. It was just the basic Cameron Grimes. And... I hope that this feud goes on for a length of time because Baron Corbin is a free agent and maybe it'll end with both of them starting a finance podcast.
2: Not a bad idea, but look, if you have no character, which sounds weird to say, but if you have no gimmick or no shtick, right, your only options are you're incredibly handsome or you're an amazing athlete or you're a name
1: that everybody knows. Yeah, there's, there's no excuse why either of these guys, I mean, Baron Corbin's been on TV for years and he's been a heel, so he doesn't really need, I mean, they've rebooted him enough times, so just have him go out yeah. there and be Baron Corbin. But Cameron Grimes is a guy who most of these people have never seen before, Yes, and now you're seeing two different versions of him, and I guarantee you this version that it looks like they're going with is not getting over with the WWE fan base. So this was no
2: version. I mean, he should have been back there in the vest and the hat, or he could have worn a sparkly suit in the hat uh he you know she looks like uh like uh like in uh, it's always sunny like charlie at the end of the night man cometh and like the the bright yellow suit and all cleaned up like he yeah he should have been on cloud nine backstage popping (laughs) bottles yelling cameron Grimes is here and go to the moon talking about giving baron some stock trading some stock tips you know like this could have been a super fun promo um Cody versus Corbin battle with terrible neck tattoos. Cody's is worse, people. Uh, but no, Loser this could have been a Yeah, this could have been a great promo face-off. If you would have told me a week ago Baron Corbin's going to feud with Cameron Grimes, we could have fantasy booked five excellent scenarios for this. Maybe gives him a stock tip, Corbin goes broke again. Maybe gets him to invest in a Ponzi scheme, Corbin goes broke. Maybe Corbin gets uh, Grimes to invest in a Ponzi scheme, loses a bunch of money. We could have done so much with this. And tonight, this was the dullest possible version of this feud.
1: It was just strange to see. It's good to see that Cameron Grimes is getting a shot and everything like that. I was actually very excited looking at the promos and what they use with Cameron Grimes and very disappointed when they rolled out this version. Maybe they're hiding it. Maybe they're just saving up so that when they have their match on Raw, whenever they have their match, that Cameron Grimes goes into his full regalia.
2: Yeah, but if you don't know Cameron Grimes and you saw him tonight, how do you even describe him? Oh, and the Cameron Grimes was there, and he's excited to be there, and he's going to face Baron Corbin next week.
1: It's just interesting to see what they tell you about him, because before they were like, oh, and he's a guy who knows his stocks and all that stuff like that. Are they going to the keep pushing that? Stocks. They had some weird throwaway term, like a guy who got lucky with finances or something yeah. like that. But how are they going to keep pushing this if he's just some guy wrestling?
2: And in a feud with Baron Corbin, whose most significant Character development ever was finance related. Yeah. In fact, the know. bum ass, bum ass Corbin is more memorable than him retiring Kurt angle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But cause him retiring Kurt angle wasn't memorable. It wasn't, no, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the show.
2: high point of his career. I'm, I'm upset about this. This, this is the biggest blight on tonight's show.
1: I might be giving WWE too much credit because with Vince McMahon around, you could never put too much faith in long-term storytelling. But maybe this is the beginning of a long-term feud where they both realize, hey, I used to be rich. You used to be rich. Let's put our minds together. And we see a return of both those characters. But he's going to be – I mean, tonight this
2: was babyface camera. Of course.
1: Of course it was, yeah. yeah. But, you know – Corbin is a switchblade in WWE, so I could see them doing an angle where maybe to try to get Cameron Grimes over, you have them together, whether it's as it should be as heels, but yeah, but, I think and Corbin they make great heels together.
2: Corbin is great too. That's why I mean this was just this was malpractice. This was a misuse of both talents tonight in this feud. It was right there. Mike Barnes looks like Mike Seaver from Growing Pains. Kirk I can't Cameron. really picture it right now, but Kirk Cameron. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Uh but without the charisma, because you know, Kirk Cameron is Used to be charismatic. Used to be something changed. We won't discuss what changed, but something changed in his life. He <laughs> found the Lord, <laughs> he found the Lord and he lost his charisma. <laughs> um, so main event tonight: Rey Mysterio and Zelina Vega versus Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley with Finn Balor. There, um, crowd treated this like this was the WrestleMania main event
1: tonight, yeah. It was the perfect match to the main event. I thought this was a good match. I felt like as soon as Ray and Dominic got in there, the crowd came alive. So I definitely agree that that should have been a match on this show tomorrow. But I like it. I had no problems with it. This is a great ending to a night that had a fantastic crowd. And they ended with Ray Mysterio pinning Dominic Mysterio as he was trying to mock Eddie Guerrero Dominic. And so that was a good ending and people went crazy for it. But I really, really was kind of hoping that Zelina would just get that pinfall win over Rhea. She uh, like just just for the sake just give I mean
2: I rarely say this just give her that experience yeah. of getting a victory in front of that crowd especially because her team won
1: her team won the match yeah you
2: know Ray didn't need
1: that tonight Zelina could use it because the big match is Zelina Zelina is the person who should be highlighted they ended up highlighting of course Damian Priest and Bad Bunny because that is your main event yeah for the purpose of this match. Zelina didn't get it over at all. Like the story they're telling you, is she's not winning this match and they've done nothing to show that that's not going to be true. Like maybe it is going to be a big shock and she wins out of nowhere, but I highly don't expect. I mean, did you see win. the
2: betting odds for this? Like
1: yeah, it's out of control.
2: Rhea's as favorite as a, I mean, maybe place plays a dollar bet on Zelina Vegas. He, uh, what you can make.
1: Shout out to Jimmy Shapiro for sending those over uh, to me. He does a great job on those lines
2: um good fun match though i liked the abrupt finish but yeah i think Zelina absolutely should have gotten the pin judgment day was beating down ray almost immediately after damian priest joined in bad bunny's music kid he came out with a kendo stick and we had the great face off uh with lwo and bad bunny it's okay it's kind of weird did you notice the body language that bad bunny was there communicating with ray and lwo they're like yeah bad bunny didn't look at lwo at all yeah at santos Maybe he wasn't. Yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like he was interacting with Ray and the other guys like were just sort of there, yeah. interacting with Zelina a bit. But they got the big moment. I was so afraid they were going to go off the air before he got that LWO shirt on.
1: Yeah, thankfully he got it on He got a big pop for it. crowd went crazy for Bad Bunny. It was almost as big as Cody's reaction, but it was a very good reaction. Almost for Bad as Bunny. big. Almost as big. Yeah. And uh, Bad, Bad Bunny is, is
2: almost as big as Cody Rhodes in Puerto Rico, is what yeah. Connor was saying.
1: Almost the biggest Latin star in Puerto Rico. I would say Cody is the biggest Latin <laughs> star there. Then, then maybe Minuto, but I don't know.
2: Ricky Martin. <laughs> you know? And yeah. then Bad Bunny, like below.
1: He's top, he's top seven.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Shakira.
1: Yeah. Gotta put Shakira know, up the, there. J Lo. I mean, yeah, come on. It's a ben rich heritage. Him.
2: And Shakira's not even from Puerto Rico. Yeah, I'm which, just
1: talking about Latino entertainers yeah. in general. Yeah.
2: Yes, Mikel Bose, Luis Miguel, Timberici, Cavado, Bizarrap, and then bad bad bunny is what you're saying. Bad bunny's like in the second I mean, tier you of get fame in, second tier. in Puerto Rico.
1: That's what you're you said second tier. Okay, now you're I taking say it too that. Far. I'm not saying <laughs> it's going to get back to Issa. Yeah, Isa, we
2: recognize Bad Bunny is <laughs> the physical, busy, b- certainly one of the biggest music artists in the world. Definitely in sp- in Spanish speaking countries. Actually, not Spain. Strangely, as much because I watch, I watch. We put on Spanish music video channels all the time, and I swear to God, you get to. You go through, uh, you know, Chile, uh, Argentina, uh, the the Caribbean, Mexico, and it's Bad Bunny. Like all this. Bad Bunny and Shakira, is like every uh, Carol G. Like that's that's fifty percent of all videos. You're on MTV Spain, and like maybe once every couple hours, you see wow. a Bad Bunny video. Strangely, they play uh, they play Miley Cyrus' uh, "Flowers." They play that like twice an hour on MTV <laughs> Spain.
1: Very interesting. Hmm. maybe the record label has a deal with them or something yeah and know. raymond Velasquez, mark anthony we can't forget about rock mark yes. anthony
2: strangely and i like this uh for a little variety alternative rock is the predominant music in spain on it on mtv spain but everything else is reggaeton and pop it was kind of fun to see like spanish language music with guitars yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i like that change of pace but no, this was great tonight and look bad, but tomorrow night going to be incredible. I don't even really think, I, I mean, are you covering tomorrow? I haven't been told about.
1: It. No, I'm know. not covering. I believe it's Jimmy and Justin. Yeah. So we're
2: and not I covering it. will be on it. Monday
1: Night Raw again, uh, covering Raw. I might have been drafted there. Who okay. Knows?
2: But here's the example of Backlash. We're not covering it tomorrow night. You're watching it though, right? Oh, for sure. I'm watching it. Yes. Absolutely. That, let me tell you folks, when we don't have to cover something for wrestling and if we watch it anyhow, you know it's hot. It's going to be great. Yeah, you know that we're invested. So in fact, I think aside from WrestleMania, Money in the Bank and Royal Rumble, like this is the this is up there. This this might be part of the big four this year.
1: In terms of this year, yeah, you could argue it's ahead of Survivor series in terms of a big scale show. And Money in the Bank and the O2 arena is going to be right there with it. And I really do feel that it is a Nick Khan influence in terms of WWE now doing a lot of these big, huge, large-scale live shows. But we're going to get a lot more of it as Endeavor continues to take over, because that's what Endeavor's bread and butter is. It's a live entertainment. That's why when they took over UFC, UFC's ticket sales have been on fire. WWE's ticket sales already are on fire, but I think that they're going to do a lot more of this. To your point, Glenn, it's going to make a lot more great environments in terms of hot crowds that don't usually see WWE live. I was going to say, they didn't
2: televise the India super show, right? Where gender? No. Yeah. I hope we get that. How show it got beat. I hope we get the next India live event because I think that'll be that. That's also a huge market for them Yeah, and wrestling fans. They're very passionate. And I like that. I like seeing more culture represented in WWE. I think it makes for a better product.
1: Yeah, 100%. If they're If going to be the global entertainment company with the world championship. You should be defending it all over the world, Roman Reigns. And you should be a worldwide product in terms of going different places. I'm just worried WWE is going to keep going to these different places and beat people in their home country because they're on a spoiler tour. <laughs> this is going to be yet another event where a Puerto Rican loses in Puerto Rico. Whether it's Damian Priest, Bad Bunny, and or Zelina Vega, we're going to get Whoa. multiple people of Puerto Rican descent losing in Puerto Rico. I mean, Bad, Bad Bunny's winning that match. Yeah, he's but again, he's going to beat Damian Priest in his home country. I think that's kind of a wash. It is a wash. I mean, you, you don't have to. You can... I'm just saying as far as like hometown crowds, like
2: feeling that the, you know, representation in a negative way, like, sure. well, guy kind of can't really avoid one of them. Maybe they team up together and the no, entire I'm just roster saying... comes out and they just beat up the entire roster and stand tall at the end. I doubt that's going to happen because maybe Vince McMahon comes out and tries to speak Spanish and they just beat up Vince McMahon and the crowd cheers.
1: I want Vince to come out and actually speak like fluent Spanish for like he knows what he's saying. (laughs) You're wild. I I think okay. regardless of what your preferences are for this, I'm just noticing there is a trend of WDN. The epidemic, if I may say, of WWE beating people in their home countries—from Drew McIntyre to Sami Zayn—to now sing
2: for Drew McIntyre to keep everybody feeling good. Yeah, that Backlash. was
1: weird. That where was it weird. was like everybody was crying. <laughs> people weren't crying, but they were just kind of disappointed, and they were like forcing them to all be happy again.
2: So there you have it. That was the go home show for Backlash from Puerto Rico. Isa was there tonight, living it up. She's responsible
1: wwe coming there she brought wwe to puerto rico
2: she manifested it tomorrow night backlash tune in for the crew covering it uh everybody have a good weekend thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time on the wrestling inc podcast take care